get that. That'd be if, right. you, if you send the link, uh, wait, before you go on, Mark. Oh, never oh mind. we're already on. Too late. <laughs> too, too late. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Welcome <laughs> to Tone Talk with Mark and Dave. And uh, Robert Baker is our special guest tonight, as well as Pete Thorne, who uh, joined us in the last second. So, uh, guys, how are you? Good. Thanks Pretty for good. joining. Good to see you guys. Good to see you, Robert. I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, man. Good to see everybody. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Robert, I'm going to get you the link right now. So you oh, cool, it. cool. Yeah, I say we'll, we'll, we'll get to see each other in person here in like if a you, month. If you, if you open the link, uh, uh, mute the sound on the link. Yes. Oh, okay. And then, you can, and then you can pop out the chat. There's a little thing in the upper right hand. You can pop the chat out. Okay, cool, cool. And Pete, it's on your it's coming on the way right now. Okay. There we go. And uh um, if you don't mute the sound, you'll understand why in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just it, yeah, it just started to talk. I was like, I don't want to hear myself talk. Oh yeah, yeah and it's delayed, so it'll be really confusing. So <laughs> I've had that happen to me multiple times. So um Okay. All right, cool. I think I got it all ready there. So cool. It's a Sunday night, the eve before Christmas Eve, um, and uh, last show of the year for Tone Talk. So uh, exciting night! We've got some gifts we're giving away, some special. What are you gifts giving we're... away? And what's 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 that all about? We're giving away a BEOD pedal, sweet. And uh, also, we're going to give away. Uh, people don't know that, but I'm gonna. I'm just going to say it right off, off the bat. A couple of Tone Talk. Um, metal signs, death signs. Nice. So we will give these away. Um, I will think up of a couple questions along the way that we can, uh, ask people in the chat. Uh, I will get this off right off the bat that when we do this, I, I had this happen last year where I asked a question and then in the chat, people a- answered, um, and then in the order that I see it could be a little bit different than the order that you see it. So I had to prove to somebody that their answer came before that somebody else's answer came before theirs. So I just want to make sure if I see it and that's what I see, that's what that's the way it's going to be. And Dave will confirm with me. what I he will sees. confirm. Yes, exactly. So uh, anyway, so on to the show. So how are you guys doing? Great, man. Almost Christmas time. So I'm ready to, I'm ready. I'm like food coma ready. So I'm two days preparing for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Are yeah, no, everything's good. Just, uh, just getting ready myself to take two days off and, uh, you know, chill for a couple of days. It's been a crazy month. So <laughs> yeah, yeah you chill stay- for a couple of days before hell starts again. Yeah. Well, I'm moving. So it's like, I, I, you know, I did this new room, this new studio. Looks um, beautiful. So it was kind of constructed. Thanks. It was, uh, uh, you know, definitely a lot of trips to Home Depot and stuff like that. So it was, uh, uh, and not to mention a lot of checks, you know, <laughs> so, so collecting receipts. Money. Yeah, lots of bleeding money. And then I'm also, I decided, hey, why don't I move in the same month? So that's brilliant. And so it's just crazy. And so I'm doing floors at the new place that I'm moving into and stuff like that. I just got to paint it. And then I actually have to move. So take, I'll take two days off for, long story short, 24th, 25th. And 26th, it's packing and floors and stuff. And then I'm moving on the 29th. So I'm oh, looking wow. forward to February. Oh, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you have NAM right after that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And NAM, yeah, like, yeah. like March, actually, will be like, let's just get into March. Things will be cool in March. <laughs> I 
do you get just like slammed after Nam with all the new products that come out? I mean, people Actually, want... it's leading up to Nam. Leading so up to it. Yeah, there's usually like a last minute rush of uh, for making pedal videos. You know, people are like, mm-hmm. hey, can you do it? You know, and I've already already know like I got to do one on the and it's got to be done by January 2nd. Then I got another one that's coming, you know, certain things, but it'll it'll get to it, invariably that last week ends up being like, you know, five or six in one week. I got to knock. Yeah. I just, so, I've already great. had it. Oh, yeah. Obviously, it's, I've already had a bunch of companies like ask me, I was like, to be honest, I go all the kind of pre NAM because I only, I only do like one demo a week. Um, I'm like, I'm like, they're already like gone. There's, there's nothing else I can do now yeah. for demos at this point. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, because they take a minute. It's, it's, it's yeah. a couple days of work, you know? Yeah. How long does Definitely. it take to, I mean, typically to do a, a video demo? For a pedal, how long do you take? Like a, how long do you take, Robert? Uh, it takes me forever because I usually end up like I'll write like three or four different songs. Like the like when I did the Golden Pearl, I was late by a week getting my video out because I wrote like three different songs for it, and I'd get the full song done. I'm just like, you know what? I think I hate this song, and then I just delete <laughs> it and, and start over again. So it just depends, like or like, but like the like Gold Seventy Two, like I I think you guys sent me that like a month or two before. It yeah. needed to be done. And and I it was like two days later, I was like, all right, I got it done. Like it just inspired a song right mm-hmm. away. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know how you've done so many. You I'm work like, harder you work harder than I do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I, I, I basically um I probably take like I don't know. I I guess I try and get a track done in a day i try and get the track done in a day essentially mm-hmm. and then like uh then the editing and all that stuff like an importing video and I, maybe mixing and stuff like that will take me in another day usually so it's 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 I, I sometimes i say a day and a half but it's really ends up being like two days of work i guess hmm. so, yeah okay like two pretty good full days you know of like like whatever eight ten hour days or something like that yeah yeah it's, it's a significant amount of time regardless so yeah, it's all fun yeah. though. Sitting here playing guitar and writing songs, and to, well, the editing is sometimes a little bit of drudgery, but even that's kind of kind of fun. And you yeah. both do your own editing, right? You both do your own video and editing. It's mm-hmm. not like you have someone behind the scenes doing all that stuff for you. I wish. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know. Like Andertons. Speaking of Andertons, we were talking about Dave's video, his interview with Andertons just a little while ago. I think they have like guys who are cotton video and you know yeah they do they they put out a they put out a video a day mm-hmm. that's what they told me video a day that's crazy yeah. every day so they're yeah, constantly be done if you're constantly team. filming and and doing it yeah 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 i mean as long as you got like one or two other people helping you you could you could do that mm-hmm. but to do it by yourself would be just too much. I mean, importing video takes time and cutting it and just, it's, you know. yeah, but th- those guys aren't actually writing songs either. <laughs> exactly. Right. You guys are writing exactly. songs or at least portions of songs. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, even when, when I was at Toman, uh, cause I mean, they had a, basically a team of people when we were there doing videos cause they had some guy doing sound video. All that. So I mean, it was, it was great. I was like, this is amazing. It's kind of like GitCon. Like you just, you just sit down and wait, they do everything for you. Yeah. Wait, were, you, were you there recently? Uh no, it was last. Year. I was there twice last year. Is it that little tiny room? Yeah, 
Yeah. It's like, um, and it, so we were there. I think we, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. It's this tiny. It's tiny. It's, right? yeah. We were in there for 12 hours, I think, the one day, just all day long doing stuff. It was so hot in there. It was summertime. Yes. I, I'm just, well, like, drenched. In yes. I'm sure I look great on camera right now. It's just... Well, the funny thing is, even when it's cold outside, it's still hot in there. Yeah, we were there, and it was rel. I mean, it was cool. It wasn't. It wasn't. uh, It wasn't hot, but it was. You know, it was decently. You know, sixty, fifty-five, something like that. And uh, yeah, no, it's still hot in that room. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, I remember going and they make a bigger one and make mm-hmm. better air conditioning is their, their goal too. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. they, they wanted to do videos of a lot of products when I was there of stuff. And I said, why don't I just do everything all in one and they'll kind of set up all the stuff that I, cause I was out there to do clinics and I do my mm-hmm. recording and production mm-hmm. for the modern guitarist clinic. And I said, why don't I just set up everything and then I'll run through all that gear and we'll just talk about that. Cause then it, it, you know, it'll be, you get a few videos of information about it and, and then it'll go and sure enough because we we had a lot of stuff to do that day and then we so we were only there about three hours doing that or something but it was nice we got a lot done yeah 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 no that place is really cool the it um, is cool. yeah did they still have those can lights in there i remember when i was there it, it, the lights were brutal yeah. I'm like yeah not complaining at all it was, you know it was, it was so much fun but i was just like those are pretty like intense on your eyes like <laughs> yeah right right yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it's a little brutal interesting yeah well, that's cool and the other that's interesting cool. thing is when we were doing those videos when we when we, we were there sammy and i hmm. sammy like wanders down the hallway and sees right down the hallway from that room is this room full of pianos yeah um, and um and he, he he's like can i can i uh can i check these out can i can you open the door for me and uh because it's locked up you know because they're all like 1911 1920 Steinways and stuff that have wow. been immaculately, immaculately redone. So mm. they look like brand new pianos. Wow. Yeah. Completely refurbished, but they're actually like amazingly old pianos. And first of all, I never knew he played piano. <laughs> so I'm like, well, why do you want to do it? He goes, I want to play the pianos. I go, you play piano too. And uh, so that's what he was started on. I think, right. He goes in, he goes in and starts playing the piano. And uh, and the interesting thing was he was going from piano to piano, and every piano has a tone of its own. Sure, mm. yeah. And it, it didn't really totally dawn on me until he's sitting there and we're he's like basically a being the pianos. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's like oh that one's kind of warm and woody. Oh this one's like really percussive and bright. And this exactly, one is yeah. This one, this one is that. And it was Im- amazing to mm. listen back to back like that on all these old pianos. That was really cool actually. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, Bosendorfers and Steinways and they all have their Yeah, own yeah, and all these were immaculately redone. I'm like, "Oh my god, just don't touch them barely, you know. <laughs> don't lean <laughs> on them, don't look at them the wrong way. I don't want to scratch them." Yeah. They're probably some crazy figure of money. Well, it, it kind of makes sense with Sammy's style then because I mean, it's so much tapping stuff, so I wonder if that like comes from you know, yeah. The yeah. piano first. I, I, I think so. It, Although he's not, he said, he, he goes, I don't really play very much. Uh, you know, I played when I was young huh. and uh, you're still young. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, yesterday. That was yesterday. So, so um, these guys, you just want to beat them up. It's like McAlpine. It's like and, first and, time and, I heard, first time I heard him play, I was just like, oh, come on. You got to be and, kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was watching him like, play piano. <laughs> And he's like, I'm not that good. And, and, and he, you know, he's playing and I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, well, you're pretty good. 
I imagine if you actually played ever, you'd be really good. <laughs> right. Wow. Well, and then he's like, uh, what was that? I think that's for saw him on Crossroads the first time, and he was like battling Steve I keyboards versus guitar, and then he comes up from behind the keyboard and he just starts like battling Steve I with guitar. I'm like, who is this guy? Tony McAlpine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, it's a, yeah. he did the whole like he does uh he plays um left hand on the guitar and right hand on the keyboard and he harmonizes. That's insane. It's crazy. And, and he's just it's it's insane. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. what, are you, what the hell are you doing? First time I heard him play, I didn't know it was him because there's two great keyboard players on this tour that I did with him in France. Um, you know, it was a great big band with like two keys, two guitars, you know, bass singers, the whole nine yards. And I heard this blistering classical piano coming from somewhere. And I was like, where is it? And the guy that actually there's three amazing, uh, God, I guess there was four because if Tony, the two keyboard players in the band, and then the guy I was playing with, which was Michel Polnareff, he plays piano. That was kind of his thing. He's almost like the French Elton John or something. I don't know. Um, but I could hear this piano coming from over on stage left. I'm like, well, who's that? I'm like, Brad's over there and the other keyboard players over there, Phil. And I'm like, and Michelle's not here. So, and I realized it was Tony and uh, he was sitting at Michelle's piano playing and it was just like, I mean, he's, he's insane. He's like a savant kind of situation, you know, because <laughs> I guess he could do that when he was five. He was just like, like rock off, you know, uh, but, but yeah. So, and, and guitar for him, the interesting thing about him is that guitar is, is he, he's like, Oh, it's not, it's not like, I'm like, how do you do that? Like these crazy sweeping things he does and stuff. And he, I'm like, isn't that really difficult? Like what? And he goes, no, I wouldn't do it if it was difficult. He's like, I don't do things that are difficult for me. It's like, he doesn't really think like the guitar for him is just like a second nature kind of thing. Uh, like almost like he just sort of, well, I don't know. I play piano. It's like this and I'll just pick up the guitar. Oh, I can play this. You know, it's like, it was an amazing night. There was an amazing night at the end of the tour, actually, where a couple gigs got canceled because because Michelle was sick at the end of the tour, and we were we were in Nantes, I think, France, and so we ended up like not doing the gig, and we just had kind of a fun uh, last minute party in the in the uh, basically the lobby of this hotel where there was a bar and there was a piano there, and Brad Cole, who's he's Phil Collins, MD, he's an incredible keyboard player and musician, mm. of you know he's really amazing, um, kind of jazz based, you know, kind of keyboard player, and then Tony, who's more like classical trained they were sitting beside each other at this baby grand piano and everybody was just having drinks and stuff we're in the lobby of this hotel so there's like a, a check-in desk there and guests are coming in and out and these two guys are sitting there and they just started improvising and it uh, there's video of it actually way back on my instagram from ages ago but you they were just trading and kind of on jazz standards and trade and it was like holy shit man like it was right at the end of the tour and i was just like i was just like why am i in a band with these guys why do they even let me in the same room why did they even let me in the same room? It's, it's just, you know, really brilliant how, right. how, how amazing they sounded that night. It was a, I think it was a treat for everybody in the lobby, you know, all the guests. And stuff. Yeah. Those guys. Anyway, it's cool. And what a, what a departure from what they're, well, at least Tony McAlpine, you know, for yeah. what he's known for. Um, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Good stuff. Yeah. By the way, we've got a lot of people watching the show. Uh, chat's on fire. Uh, about yeah, 144. Not People a lot of watching. questions yet, guys. Yeah, not many questions, but that's cool. Um, I thought I would, I would, um, we might as well just get ourselves started and give away, uh, why don't we give away the pedal, Dave? What do, what do you think? That's fine. Give it, get, you know, I don't want to make people wait two hours until we give something away. <laughs> you wait forever. Uh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll watch. I'll, everyone will just go away. <laughs> it's over. 
<laughs> so I was thinking uh, it's a relatively easy question, but um, I just have a question, and whoever answers it first will win the BEOD. Um, and then, I don't know, Dave, if you want to come up with something else for the Tone Talk thingies uh, that we'll hand. Put me on the spot. I would have to think about that. All right. Well, then I won't put you on the spot. Whatever. Um, all right. So let's see. The question that I came up with was, who was our first guest of 2018? So if you can come up with who our first guest was for 2018, and I see that name in the chat, you I'd win. I'd like to know myself. <laughs> the BEOD. I, I don't I looked, know myself. I looked it up. Um, I confirmed it. And Right now, see. everyone is, is desperately... Uh, what, uh, I'll let you decide. If you see, we have a few things coming in now. Yeah. No. Oh, I see it. I I see the name there. Let me make sure that I can't highlight it. It's going so fast. I uh, I'm, I saw them start to come in. Okay. I see the name, I think the first name that I see that came from T. Crane said Mike Saldano. Uh, let me just double check that because I just, my screen just skipped. If you see. Was it really? That seems like it was not that long ago. Yeah, he was the first guest in January. Wow. Man. Um, it was like January 11th. Yeah. Yeah, correct. The first person that guessed that first person that put a name out was Ronnie Turk with John Sir, but that wasn't in. Uh, right. So yes, T. Crane, <laughs> Mike Soldano. Yeah. You win a pedal. Although he didn't spell it right, but I'll I'll give it to him. He spelled it <laughs> Solo Dono, but I like some of the picks that people were were uh, like uh, Danny H said Justin Bieber. <laughs> Brian Landers says Earl Scruggs. No, it wasn't wasn't Bieber. George Trips. We haven't even had him on yet. <laughs> yeah, well, he was on the Tim and Pete show. You gotta get him on. T Crane. Oh, no, no, if, if you can email me T Crane at tone talk mark M A R C at gmail dot com, uh, we'll get you. Uh, we'll get your information. Email your uh, address and stuff to me, and then we'll get it out to you. Okay, T. Crane? Thank you. That was fun. All right. I'm gone. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, All right, instead Robert. of losing the chat, we lose Robert. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert, I, I'm glad that you joined us. I want to know. Yeah, man. How did you, how did you get into uh, how long you've been playing guitar and Tell us a story on, you know, how'd you get into YouTube and like lead, lead us up to tell us how you life. got it. Yeah. Tell us how you got into this stuff. Well, it was back in 1989. Um, no, uh, no, I was Could actually, be. yeah, <laughs> And I was going to go to school out there and stuff. And uh, I was in bands and all that. And I had tried doing the band thing for about five years. And I just kind of felt like I wasn't getting any better at guitar. I was just focused on being the band. So I quit all of them to work on playing guitar to get ready to go out to school. And uh, a music store asked me to 
teach guitar for him and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a cool. I mean, that's basically what I wanted to do anyway. So that'd be great. And then I started doing that. And uh, I was going to school for media communications, like video editing and all that stuff. And then YouTube kind of came out finally. And I was like, this is great. It just mixes everything together. So just kind of had a webcam with potato quality video, amazing audio that sounded awful. And that was just kind of it, really. I I just liked doing it. I mean, I still, it's just fun at the end of the day. So Mm. that's just kind of how it all came to came to be and it, it's funny because some of the first guys i watched uh and i, I think I've told pete this before pete was one of the original guys i watched on youtube in your house i think it was your badger 18 video yeah it, i can't remember what your username was it was bef- it was before uh you had changed it to pete thorne yeah but, no, that was the very one of the very first things i did i don't was know it? I had, yeah yeah i had a pre-Sonus interface and an old like 2006 iMac and just, you know, I, I did that video because they gave me a nice artist deal on the amp and I thought, what can I do? And I thought, well, I just got this pre-Sonus and maybe I'll do a nice recording and maybe video of the amp and talk about it a little bit. And, um, and then I put that out and the, you know, they, they said, Hey, we've been hearing really great things from our dealers about, you know, this video that you made and about how people have been buying the amps and stuff. And I was like, light bulb went off. I went like, Oh, like it was very haphazard, like, you know, not a plan. They didn't ask me to do it or anything. Well, and I think you were the first guy to me. I, I watched other guys like Keith Marrow, uh, who I liked a lot, like his video production and all that stuff. But to me, you were the first one that had like good tone, you know? Thanks. Yeah, it was, it was, I had logic and I had a 57 and a ribbon mic and I could just put it on there and not clip it and record it, get a decent sound, you know? And um, yeah. I could kind of, Turn it up a not bit a in the place I have them. <laughs> not a lot has changed. <laughs> you, you just have a better better interface. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> better better yeah. yeah. I'm I'm just older. It's all all has changed. Yeah. More gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> better gear. The guy, got, the guy got older. Yeah, bigger room. Bigger Similar room. Similar though. Basically, I, it's it looks almost the same. It was like, oh yeah, it had white walls and a wood floor. It was it doesn't really. Look <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, it was only like five miles from here. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but yeah, that that's just kind of like it. You know, it was it was just watching a lot of other guys, and I was just kind of like, I want to do that, and it just make it started making videos, and it just kind of went from there. That's awesome because for 13 years, that's not really playing guitar that long you're you're really good for 13 years actually i think the opposite i think i think it should be way better you see like a kid who's been playing like five years and he's like ingve i i was watching uh in shanghai what's her name uh it's the little uh i think she's a chinese girl she's like nine now or something like that was that the oh, one who was yeah. also in the video with uh paul with paul reed smith yeah yeah, I, 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 was, I was her watching her. I was just like, who's playing? And she was playing for the love of God. And I just kind of like wandered over and I was like, oh my God, it's her. So I was like, I got to wait and like meet her. And she's this crazy, like this shy little girl just sweeping and all this. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that is amazing. That's always mind blowing when you see that. But you got to keep in mind when even, you know, our heroes, 
you know, everybody was like under 25 when they did all the shit that everybody still talks about, you know, Hendrix and Van Halen and, you know, and everybody was like, they were just kids. Oh, how old was he when the first record came out? Who, Van Halen? Yeah. Wasn't he like 21 or something? 22 or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. And he he was doing it a couple years before that, right? So he was underage when you think about it, when he was, you know, 76, 77. Back in the he was on on fire. I was going to say yeah. that. Well, it's just like it's just like uh, it's just like uh, you know Tommy Lee too. Tommy Lee was like the youngest person in the band. He was like playing when he was like sixteen or something, wasn't he? Wow. Like when they I were doing know. the clubs or some sh- stuff like that. Yeah, I think stuff. Mick yeah. was like thirty eight. He was yeah. Like, yeah. I say Mick yeah, Mars was older. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mick wow. Mars was older. Um, Tommy man. was like uh, you know seventeen or eighteen, I think, when that that started going down. Yeah. Well, look at Neil. Neil Imagine Sean. that as you're schooling for years. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Neil Sean was like 15 when he joined Santana, wasn't he? Yep. Yeah. He's young. Was it Rick Allen, Def Leppard? He was real young whenever he mm-hmm. started just, out, wasn't he? Yeah. I just saw a video today of Neil Sean playing with in 1978 playing Rock Candy with Sammy Hagar. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It was actually really cool. Um, That's cool. With, with you know, with his hair out to here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, big, Northern California. Yeah. Was Montrose Ronnie Montrose with them, or it was? Uh... No, no. This was Sammy, like solo. Sammy yeah. solo. Oh, yeah, seventy-eight. That's cool. That's have, cool, man. Have you ever seen uh, Sammy's YouTube channel where he basically goes around and interviews everybody? He, there's a really cool video with him and Neil. Uh, oh, I I saw some pieces of it. Yeah. Yeah, what it's so, it's so cool. I was like, God, Sammy just seems like just the absolute guy you want to hang out with. He's just. You want to hear my uh, you want to hear my Sammy Hagar story? It's oh, he, Pete's like, let me crush your soul real quick. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm gonna aff- I'm gonna affirm. I'm gonna affirm. Um, we were playing at uh, uh, in Austria at a festival in Austria, and Chickenfoot was on the bill. Um, and it was Michael Anthony's birthday. Let's remember that too, because that's part of the story. But mm. before the gig, our drummer Sutter he knew uh, he knew Chad Smith. And so we went by the chicken foot dressing room and Chad came out and he was talking to us. And then, and then Sammy and Michael came up and stuff and they're super nice. And Sammy's like, Hey man, he's like, so yo, you guys play with Chris Cornell? And we're like, yeah. And he goes, man, I've always wanted to meet him. Always wanted to meet him. He's a great singer. And I go, well, come on, man, let's go down to the dressing room and, and we'll go say hi. And he's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. So it was me and Sammy. We go walking off down the hallway and go to the, uh, go to the dressing room. We, and you know, we walk up to the door and I go, go ahead, man, just go in. And he opens the door and Chris is sitting there and he goes, <laughs> Cause we were about to play pretty soon and his wife, Vicky was sitting in there as well. And Sammy closed the door. He goes, Oh man, he's like singing his wife a song or something, man. I don't want to bother him. You know, he's like right in the middle of something. I go, dude, I go, just, he's going to freak out. It's you're, I go, you're Sammy Hagar. Just go in there. Right. And he goes, okay. And he opens the door and he goes, Hey, fuck Cornell. What's going on in here? <laughs> hey, fuck Cornell. What's going on? I always remember him saying that. What's going on in here? And Chris is just like laughing, you know, because Sammy Hagar just bursting into the room. So, so then, then we played, and then Chickenfoot played after us. And I always remember the guys from Monster Magnet were standing on the side of the stage, and we were all watching them on the side. And uh, Sammy did a moment with a lap steel where he steals. And Michael came over, and it was his birthday. And all the guys, for some reason, in Monster Magnet had their own bottles of Jack Daniels. That makes like, sense. <laughs> Jack Daniels, and and Mike came walking over to us, and one of the Monster Magnet guys reaches out and hands the bottle of Jack to Mike, 
and it's Mike Anthony with a bottle of Jack Daniels, which was like the thing, right? That's, Back in the yeah, day. Yeah. that's it. He just grabs it and he's like, it's you know, we're like, happy birthday, dude, when he comes over, you know, and he just grabs and he swigs off the bottle of Jack and hands it back and he goes, Oh, I haven't done that for a long time. <laughs> 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 it was great. It was like, wow, we just witnessed him do that, right? Like, oh, cool. And then, and then I always remember after the gig, <clears throat> we were all hanging out after backstage and stuff like that. And Sammy came up to me and he goes, "Hey, man," he goes, "Thanks for," he goes, "Thanks for talking to me and open the door there and going and saying hi to Chris." He's like, "If if if he hadn't been cool, I wouldn't want him to be my fucking friend anyway." <laughs> 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 like, we got upset. It was really cool. He's exactly as you would imagine. You know, he was he was really and really nice and just seemed like a you know really cool dude fun loving yeah. guy that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. still saying too oh, yeah I, you know, I saw him at something like six or eight months ago it was a uh a charity event that matt storm was doing in hollywood at the at the uh, palace the old palace or whatever it's called yeah there. yeah 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 with the when with the, was steve yes was steve played right. with him? yeah yes yeah and steve played with him that's right yeah, yeah. And that's how I now you're reminding me. Yeah, Steve invited invited me. So I went and Sammy was it was he was like seventy, right? He's like seventy one now, I think. Yeah. And uh, and he sang. It was funny because he sang a new song, and it was a great song. And he was apologizing for it, saying, "Well, I know everybody wants to come here and hear the old stuff, and so please don't, you know, don't be upset. I'm just gonna just wrote this today." And and I was like, "You're Sammy Hagar. You don't got to apologize." Like, <laughs> and, it was, and it was a really cool song. He sat down with acoustic guitar and just played it by himself, and it was. I liked it a lot, but he looks so good for his age. You know, I mean, he's, 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 he looks, he looks like, I feel like he looks like younger now than he did five years ago. Yeah. Uh, so. And he still can, still can sing. At 71 years old, you know, it, your voice deteriorates over time generally. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and yet he's still pretty strong. Yeah. 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 The last, last three recordings I've heard, he sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. He sounded good. Although Van Halen will not be getting back together with him, I I seriously doubt it. In my opinion. Yeah, it's it's, it's a shame. I, I got to I finally got to because Eddie's the reason why I ever even picked up a guitar. But uh, I got to see them. I think it was. That. What was that? Well, t- sorry. Finish your thought, but but tell me also. I want to know about that. Like, why, oh yeah, yeah. You oh. were in a bit, but finish your previous thought. Like, oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I, I was just say in two thousand seven that when they finally re- uh, reunited. It was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. They finally reunited with Dave. Yeah, no who, who was the whole? Like I said the whole reason why I played guitar. I, I wish that it would have been with Michael, but I mean, it was still cool to see Wolfgang mm-hmm. up there. And uh, I just remember it was David Lee Roth's birthday because he was at Q Arena. So Eddie came out. You know, they just the Van Halen blimps come out and all. I was just like, this is just like what I've imagined my whole life. And he just comes out and he plays Happy Birthday on the guitar and all that mm. kind of stuff. And it was amazing. But I, uh, to go back to what Pete was saying. No, what's funny is uh, when I was younger, right before I started playing guitar, I was obsessed with a band, uh, Creed. And I, I, and I love Mark Tremonti uh, still and all that stuff. But I just remember my dad being like, because he's this Southern guy, he's like, boy, let me play you some real music. And he pulls out 1984 and takes out my Creed CD and just like you know, throw, <laughs> throws it down on the, on the seat. And he like puts on, he's like, listen to this. And he like puts on Hot for Teacher. And I just hear the tab. I was like, what is that? And he's just like, boy, that's Eddie Van Halen, the greatest guitar player that's ever lived. And I, I was just like, what? And then that next day, he took me to the store and let me get uh, Van Halen 1. Because he's like, dude, you got your ice cream, man. He was just excited for me to like be so wow. interested about this stuff. Yeah, and, wow. And I remember then I just saved and I got 
diver down because he wanted me to hear intruder he's like can you believe he's making all these sounds on his guitar and i just remember how excited he was that's for me cool. to, yeah to me to, i was like oh dude eddie is the he's like eddie's the man he's like i'm telling <laughs> you this and yeah. then from that day forward i'm like eddie eddie's the man so that's interesting because i was wondering like if you've you've been playing a relatively short period of time and my you know because I'm getting on in here. So 13 years. So I was wondering how Eddie, how, you know, cause it's not that long ago that you got introduced to it. So it's like 2004 or five or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it cool. would have been, yeah. I don't know what year it was, I guess. Cause I started playing when I was, uh, about like 16. So I started kind of like late, I guess, but yeah, I just remember him playing when that. You, when did you start teaching? Uh, I started when I was 18. So by the time I was 18, I was, I was teaching. And then I think when I was 21, I was like doing it full time and stuff. That's so nice. that's fast. Yeah. It was, yeah, you know, I, 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 yeah okay. I think Sammy, Sammy did that too. He started teaching when he was like 16 or 17. I think he said, yeah. Uh, and I, and he's never had another job. Yeah. This is, <laughs> I, I, I worked at, I worked at Sam's club for a while. I was in marketing there but other than that that's the only i guess like real job i think i've ever had i got kind of lucky because i actually taught at a school a school asked me to come teach and i was like i don't have any kind of degree in music or anything right yeah but a bunch of our students take lessons from you and their parents were all just kind of like real supportive like no we really would like robert to teach there so i taught for a year like teaching actual classes Mm -hmm. how old were you then that would have been more when i was like 20 23 so pretty young though. Yeah. But, so, you, but you started when you were like, what age? At sixteen or seventeen? Sixteen. Yeah. 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 I did that too. I was like yeah. uh, sixteen or seventeen. When I was seventeen, I was teaching about thirty-five kids a week. Like, and it's great, you know, because you're doing what you love and kind of getting to do it. Yeah. You know, quite right. I mean, at that, you're getting to practice. Like, whoa, this could, it's pretty good, and you know, like making some money and teaching and getting to play my guitar. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It was. It, it was great. I remember whenever I uh, quit, like officially, like quit, like my normal job. It was like, like now looking, that's like the worst time in the world to do it. Like, why would I do that? It was right before we had my son and all that kind of stuff, and I was just like trying music full time, you know. And that was sure. That, that was just kind of it. And and I remember the first summer, I had I hadn't taught through a summer, and they're like, get ready. And sure enough, like my students like got cut in half, yeah, right away, and just basically like sold all my I, I mean i kept like I, I there's one guitar i regret regret selling and it was during that time period i was just like i just have to sell it you know but yeah. uh I've, I've actually been like hunting for that guitar for years now it was, it was an american strat but hmm. you know what was so special you'll, about pro- it. you'll, you'll probably regret selling uh you know in in your god one guitar that you really regret selling i i probably have 20 things I really regret selling. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe more. <laughs> yeah. 54 gold top. That's my big one. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. I think you talked about that before. Was that a refinished? It was like a... It had a refin top. The rest of yeah. it was original. But the top already looked like it was just... You, if you told me it had been refin, I wouldn't have known because it was already checking and getting green again around the arm. It was probably done in the 70s. Oh, and then it had a, a headstock repair. So it was a, had a broken headstock, but it was a fifty, a real fifty-four last Paul with oh, all original nice. parts. And I sold it like a jerk. Is that that with P nineties? Is that with yeah? The, I just I just bought. Uh, I'm, I haven't decided because the listing was actually wrong. 
but I just bought before the show started uh, an '89, like a '56 reissue, basically oh, of, cool. a, of a gold top. Which was oh. basically what you're describing is exactly what I want. Yeah, yeah, but, they're great. Your, yours will have the tunematic, the '56 reissue. Mine was a '54, so it was just a stop bar. But that's the only difference. Though. Oh, okay, yeah, because they listed it as a prehistoric, but after looking at it, <clears throat> I sent it to my friend, and he's like, "Dude, that's not a prehistoric. That's a normal standard." Because it has a Nashville Nashville bridge or tailpiece on it or something. What color is it? Is it black? I know it's gold top. Gold oh, top, gold. yeah. And uh, all that that stuff kind of on it. But he is he like instantly pointed out like five things. He's like they get mixed up all the time. He's like it's it's still a great guitar. He said it's just not a prehistoric like '56 like it was listed. But, yeah, yeah. But, well, that's too bad. I had the same thing happen to me. I said I bought a Kramer. I thought it was an 86 Kramer and uh, I sent the pictures off after I bought it. I sent the pictures off to somebody and they're like, Oh yeah, that's uh that body is not a, not a Beretta. That's a Pacer body. I'm like, mm. Jesus. Oh, like an earlier one. It was, it is still an 80, it was an 86 Pacer instead of an 86 uh, Beretta body. Oh, okay. I had the Beretta, I had the Beretta neck, but the, the, Pacer body, so it was like a mix match, mismatch guitar. Oh, I see. So got it. At, oh, speaking of that, we got it at Guitar Center. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pulling it around full circle. Yeah, yeah, full circle. Yeah, I can't. I um, I called them actually, and they they made it right though. They they took some nice. some money off the guitars, so it was cool. Yeah, they decided to keep it. They were either going to take it back, and I was like, how? When am I going to find another lefty pacer? Is that the one you just got. No, that was the blue one. Is an actual real Beretta. It's a later version of it, though. But uh, yeah, mine's like that's an '86. Yeah, mm. it was. It was an odd version. They, I, I read about that one where they did the body shape was a little different and stuff. It wasn't like the early ones. Yes, exactly. The body yeah. shape is more like a, um, almost like a Jackson soloist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I never even knew that existed because I have like a 19 early. Really early, early Beretta mm. that I had since I was a kid, and uh, super wide neck. It was one of the necks made by ESP, the flat headstock, not the angled back. Mm. The holy grail of Berettas. It has uh, that. It has the holy grail headstock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the that right neck and the holy grail headstock thing. Yeah. I said I've I've never seen a Kramer in person ever in my entire life. <laughs> to, to even like play like cause I, I have my old like like this one That's yeah fun. see i i've other than like the new ones but i mean like like a, like a real black pacer yeah right I, i've That's it's nice. a cool guitar i have this guitar and it's fucking bitching it's cool guitar. uh mm. i kind of bought it just because on a whim because uh the necks on the old pacers with that style headstock were just really great mm-hmm. and it was just a really it's a maple guitar actually it's a really punchy, I say punchy, cool neck, and I remember that fondly. And I never actually had a pacer as a kid, so I was like, I saw one come up, and it was like six hundred dollars or something, and I'm like, ooh, click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was at oh. fourteen, we were here on a family vacation, and my I got one of those, but mine had one pickup, same body as yours, Dave, but yeah. it had a, it was blue sunburst. Like blue burst and, and yeah, black around the edges, yeah. yeah. And it had a, a single humbucker and a 
volume, tone, and a three-way switch. You could split series or parallel, the, the, the humbucker. Yeah. Oh, but really? my memory my memory of it is that it didn't have the headstock like yours, which was the kind of the, the – it had Early. the uh, – That's your earlier it, headstock, mine. Yeah, mine had the, the hockey stick. Yeah, that was the later, yeah. So it was a it, it was sure, a was weird. It a then? No, it was not a Beretta because it had a volume and tone and the three way switch and the pickup wasn't angled. Oh, so cool. it was a weird guitar, but I got it from Guitar Center. Who knows? the next? It was Guitar Center in Sherman Oaks. My dad got it for me when we were here on vacation. I was so stoked. I was so happy. My dad, I, I love him for that because I went in there and I, I'd always wanted a Kramer, and there it was. And I got that. Oh man, and it was cool. And I sold that guitar probably three years later, and I. Always regret that was cool selling because it was cool. That was yeah. a neat well, guitar. Yeah, I, cool. I, I, I kind of you know I thought of toy, toyed with the idea of selling this guitar, but I, I don't know if I'm going to. I think I just kind of want to have it just for fun. It's yeah. only one. They're coming back into. Well, oh, they've uh, gone up in price exponentially. Like, yeah, it's, this guitar now is like an eleven hundred dollar guitar. So, well, that neck is that's yeah. the uh, that has the beak headstock, right? Yeah, so, that's the, the 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 holy grail of the necks. Yeah, yeah see, that's that's everyone uh, asked me about my my crackle charvel that I have because uh, it's just a mud. It has like a Model One maple neck. So I don't think any of the Predators or like three DRs or anything came with maple necks. They all had rosewood. Uh, reverse head socks, I think. Mm-hmm. And everyone asks, like, where's that Charvel? And I go, it's, it's just like a bunch of Charvels basically pieced together into one. But I don't know, like, I don't know why none of them ever had maple necks on them. I'm like, I love the way maple looks on, you know, a, a dark guitar or something like that. But mm-hmm. I didn't get that at Guitar Center, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> that guitar that you got... Dave, kind of speaking of maple and dark guitars, looks kind of like the one you did for Steve, your Friedman. You know that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it is similar, black on black on black with a maple board, right? (laughs) Yeah, you did maple Uh, board originally. Maple board. uh, I think then he swapped it to a rosewood board. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or was it vice versa? No, yeah, that was the deal. Yeah, wasn't it because sighty stuff and you didn't want to deal with any issues? You just put the maple neck on initially, right? I think yeah, that's what we had at the time, yeah, yeah, or something yeah. that was the deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he used it that way, and then he swapped it out later. Mm-hmm. All right, bless you, Robert. Thank you. Right. Yep. Um. Cool. You know, another topic. I, a topic I was thinking of, and I, maybe I should go in the chat, but I was thinking of talking about what we think are some of the best pieces of gear that came out in 2018. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I kind of put together a list of my stuff, but I'd be curious what you guys think. Maybe uh, I'll go through what I think, and maybe you guys can tell me afterward. Um, so right off the bat, I'll tell you, one, the pe- one pedal that I bought that I thought was great was the uh, Wampler Pantheon. Oh, mm. yeah. Great pedal. That's a great uh, pedal. Yeah, another one that I got, uh, and it's not because I'm affiliated with Dave, um, I had the Friedman Gold seven uh, Gold 72 Wah. No more tears. Wah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Wah. Um, the line six HX stomp. I tried yep. that out. Looks really cool. Um, the two Bogner mini pedals. I thought those were really cool. Oh, yeah. uh, the game changer audio plasma pedal. Mm, yeah. I haven't tried it, but it just totally 
intrigues it looks me. cool. Like, <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Everything about it, just like I'm like, oh, you know, like the whole idea it's behind them. Yeah, I, I want to hear it. And then, uh, and then the last one was the EH Electroharmonics Oceans Eleven Reverb. I thought that was a really cool title too. So that that's kind of my my list. I don't know what, if you guys have anything that kind of stuck out to you. You guys uh, go first. Dave, anything for you? I, 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 uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, uh, Wampler came out with frustration pedal. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The frustration is a fantastic, uh, fuzz and octave octave fuzz. Uh, really, really quite cool. And, you know, I see a lot of pedals over the years and I thought that's kind of stood out a little bit. Oh yeah. And Pete has one right there. Uh, I thought that I thought that stood out a little bit. Um, the octave. I'm a big fan of octave fuzzes, like Octavia style things, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that that Octavia in there really sounded great. And the other nice thing I liked about the fuzz was it was a great kind of thick fuzz facey sort of kind of fuzz, but it had a three band EQ, so you could really just sort of um, tweak that fuzz to sound any way you want. You want a bright fizzy fuzz you could have it you want a dark mid-rangey thing you could have it you know bassy not bassy you can really tweak it after the fuzz it's like eq put after the fuzz you know nice which was uh i thought that was really good and you know i don't often you see a lot of pedals and so we were doing some demo pedal boards um for some stores and that was on it and and like my guys playing through it here that was putting it together and and i'm like Man, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, I got to get one. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I got to make cool. a video oh. for it. Or so I like here, that one. Video pretty soon. Yeah, that I one. thought that was super cool. I I, I really like octofuzzes. I've always liked them. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Tone, got- tone, tone yeah. benders or uh, you know Tycho Bray style Octavias, like full tone octofuzz full-tone. or yeah, yeah. or. Um, or all that stuff is always intriguing. I always love them. Yeah, yeah the, the I like the one I have is cool too. Um, what about you, Robert? Any anything that stuck stood stood out to you? Uh, you know, I, I'm bad with like when stuff comes out, but there were a couple like pedals I just really liked this year a lot. Um, one of them, I'm like a always a sucker for delays. This is actually a, a different company called Anna Sounds, but they had a delay it's called the utopia delay it's like just super simple but it was just like this really warm fat sounding delay mm-hmm. and then uh did the hx effects come out this year yeah was it yeah i got one of those and i liked it a lot and um you know a couple of the i mean like he, uh Mark said the gold 72 wall but that was like i literally sold all my other walls after i got that one i was like oh no this is the exact that middle position position two was exactly the wah sound that i would like trying to find on other stuff oh yeah yeah i guess like yeah that was really really good sounding one it's super good and then like distortions like the rev g3 is just like a kind of over the top higher gain one and then the gold pearl you know that's when i'm when i'm always kind of recommending to people that i got but yeah the gold pearl the golden pearl is uh another big that one's selling well dave right yeah actually you know we thought that would be overlooked a little bit with releasing the beod deluxe at the same time and and in reality uh it's doing extremely well better than we expected 
Yeah, I remember I was talking to Jeff over there when he sent it to me because I, I heard it at NAMM. I was like, man, that's going to be like one of those pedals, kind of like like the Dark Horse pedal. Like people I thought would maybe like overlook it because of the BEOD Deluxe. Yeah. And I was like, but it's like, it's incredible. Like every amp I run that into, it's just like, it's just like that. It's like a mojo pedal, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, no, I, I, I recommend good, it. It's got a good vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. What about you, Pete? Anything else? stick out in your mind um let me see um i thought dave was kind of great too the the uh just to reiterate what the other guy said it's really vibey wah it's got a mm-hmm. nice like kind of old school vibe to it that where you know it's got a some deep tone mojo going on um and yeah hx vex came out in hx stomp those are super useful pedals i mean the hx stomp is the size of a dd500 and it'll basically do anything i haven't seen that one yet it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a full helix in a pedal. So it's like, oh, really? You need any, you need any of the effects, the reverbs? You need it's the ultimate grab and go, you know, all in one kind of oh. a, you know, if you know an H nine or what, it's in the same, you know, it'll do anything. And oh. and plus it's got amp modeling and, and IR loader and all that, so you could use it for your whole rig if you want. And it's like smaller than the HX effects. Yeah, it's the size of a DD five hundred basically. It's like a, oh. it's like that big. It's tiny. Okay. Diamond yeah, pedal. Timeline. Wow. So it's very small. So Pete, can you run multiple effects? Like if you wanted to run a delay and say a phaser and a. Sure. Up to seven. Oh, really? Yeah. See, on an it's H9, a... you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a few on the H9, there's a couple of nice multi effect algorithms like the, uh, you know, the uh, space time one, I think it's called or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is on a different, you know, it's a full amp model or in a pedal where you can just use it for effects. So I think it's really great. Um, couple other things. I mean, it's kind of the year of the load box, I feel like, with the... Well, yeah, we have to mention the new Sir load box. Technically, that's in 2018 now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got... You know, it's completely changed the way that I do a lot of work with the... uh, Turn my camera over there. It's like I got the aux sitting there, which came out, basically was introduced last Mm -hmm. NAMM. The Sir load box, which just came out. And there's a fractal X load sitting there, which is really nice, too. So there's all these options now that make it so easy to get work done, and you know? So that's great, I think. Um, so those have definitely been some of the most useful things for me this year. What else? Uh, I don't know. I got. I have to think about it. Like other things that came out this year, but those those are some good ones. Definitely those line six and the and the uh, the, the, the different load boxes. The kind of load box revolution. You know. Yeah, it's amazing these boxes that are coming out. I saw that uh, Boss is coming out with one too. Yeah, and it oh, looks wow. pretty amazing too. Yeah. It does. Oh yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Oh, you did? Got to check it out. It yeah. I get to got to check it out. <laughs> oh, it's, it's right, great, guys. It's great. So, yeah, they want. I mean, it's XP. more. It's way more than just a load box. It's like more. Uh, you know, it could be used more in a live context than it can be um, used as a you know a great attenuator, like a sort of like a power station style attenuator. Um, it's not really attenuator. It's really a load and a power amp. Um, so it's got a lot, a tons of bells and whistles, effects in it, built in, you know, delays, reverbs, things like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, load your own IRs, use their IRs, all sorts of stuff. I mean, at the so, end of the day, it's going to be pretty hard to get a bad guitar sound, both recorded and or live, you know. It's like with all these things, yeah. it's going to change the way that, um, that, that, that people are doing things so much. I think. Yeah. You know, and the prices will keep coming down because it's so competitive, so many things are coming out i would imagine these prices could come down a little bit 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you look at the ox and the uh, the ox and the boss, they're going to be up there in the plus a thousand, you know, twelve. Oh, right. even the boss one will be over there. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it does so much. I mean, I don't even know how they're doing, how they're getting it to that price, because it does multiple different impedance curves, and when you do that, it's a lot of parts. I mean, unless mm. they're simulating it somehow, unless it's not actually switching. But you know, the only way to do that is do different, actually different circuits inside the thing. So it's. It's anyway, it's the creme de la creme. But so when you talk about things like the Sur or even the X load or these are these are, in the you know, they're like half the price. They're a more basic mm-hmm. unit that will get you to what you probably what a lot of people want to do and, and you'll be covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the Ox and the and certainly the boss are, you know, these are feature laden, full blown, you know, things with things like effect built in. And obviously the, the, the Ox with its interface with the. The, you know the ipad kind of yeah. i mean just the yeah. fact that i've got i got the ipad sitting right here on the desk so just, you know link it That's right true. up with that thing and and then i've got you know you can do the faders on the ipad and stuff like that and mix it you know, six and a stereo delay and like you, you can oh i need to pull out a bit of 250 hertz i can do it right here on the ipad i mean just all that stuff is like that's um, amazing it's just made like took like a different kind of you know it's, it's just crazy you know when you think about how cool it is it's, do all this stuff yeah well i was say even because uh, i know i had like basically gotten away from tube amps for a long time and went to like the fractal and all that stuff just because like i hated miking I, I didn't understand how to mic stuff properly yeah so to me like this kind of stuff is just like it's the whole reason why i ended up getting back into tube amps i was just like oh wait yeah yeah i mean it, it, it changed everything and then you know now i'm like oh yeah there's that you know, the sound again. So, well, and there's a, you know, the thing about it is that if you model, I call it modeling the back end. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you model the microphones and the cabs, you get that out of the way, you've solved so many problems with things like volume and, uh, and just the physical having to go out there in the other room and mic the thing and stuff. And it's, you know, and bleed and all that stuff is just gone. And now you can keep the majority of the, you know, the, 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 the tube amp factor there and the, and the, and the simplicity, just being able to reach out and turn a knob on something, which I know Dave loves, uh, you know, and did not even just the tone, just the ease of, you know, it's, they're just so yeah. simple to use and they look cool. And, you know, so now you can kind of combine, combine all that and, and, and come up with these great kind of hybrid, you know, setups. And oh yeah. Really cool. Well, and you can kind of like hear that. I, I did a video, um, Based, like, we, we did the play a plexi video at GitCon, and uh, I was like, you know what, I've never actually turned my amps up, so I did a video where just in my room here, I'm sure the neighbors loved it, but I turned all of my amps on 10 through, through a cabinet and just dimed everything, yeah. Uh, and I was like, you know, because I basically with my uh, I use the two notes, but I run everything pretty much at you know half volume, which just would just right. be like impossible for me to do without you know getting the cops called or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is why I need that load box because you know I'd either get shot by my wife or arrested, and you know. <laughs> but I, I was just kind of like, yeah, I'm just, like you know, we're almost spoiled because I'm like, I get to have all this stuff and. There's just one of my friends. He's just like, yeah, you guys have all this amazing distortion and all this stuff. And he's like, we even have any of that stuff when I was playing guitar. So yeah, 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 That's yeah. True. Yeah, it was tough back in the day. You kind of had to play loud. I mean, it was like there's no what? other way. It's like Zeppelin or something. I mean, didn't have. I mean, monitors and stuff. I, I mean, at least I don't... Yeah, I was gonna say it was just be loud. 
Well, that so, was the reason for the big amps, right? When yeah. It was like, you know, I remember a young guitar player saying to me recently, like, why did, like, looking at Jimi Hendrix at that outdoor gig he did in Hawaii, where he's playing the white Strat, you know, and he's got three full stacks. And, and she was asking me, like, are they all on? Like, why did he need all that? And it's like, because there's no PA. It's like, the they're PA's... all on and they're on the eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Beatles at Shea Stadium, right? They they gave them hundred watt amps and stuff. That you know, Vox was making bigger because it was like, well, there's no other way to hear them. So there was a reason, but also the music that developed as a result was very special. I mean, as far as the, you know, the way that Hendrix sounded, he wouldn't have sounded that way had he been playing at low volumes. Or you know, I always say like, what if Hendrix had walked into clubs into a modern club and like, turn that guitar down? He would have been like. Okay, and then nothing, nothing of it would have happened. You know, he would, we, none of that great music ever would have gotten because so much of it has to do with the, the power the amps and all that. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. I've probably talked about this on Tone Talk before because I'm so passionate about it. But it's like a big part of the the magic. I mean, Eddie with the Variac and all that. That was him trying to control the volume. I don't think it was a tonal thing. I think it was, mm-hmm. he was. What if I put this on a dimmer and turn it down? Less power equals less volume. And it and it does bring it down. It does, yeah. You know, right? Ninety watts is, or sorry, ninety volts is equivalent to about fifty watts, right? I think. Yeah, probably about that. Yeah, it's it's considerably less volume for sure. Yeah, and and spongier. That's for sure. Yeah. So he got a little lower volume and also kind of changed the tone and got some of his, you know, his famous sound that way. It's interesting. Was didn't Eddie put like uh, I don't know what it was like styrofoam and stuff basically in front of his cabinet just. Oh, from, well, he did all sorts of stuff. He turned his cabinet around the opposite way, and yeah, all yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, yeah I all the I, I love all the the books and stuff. Just like reading about Eddie yeah. when it, when yeah. they were Mammoth and when when they were Genesis, and you know, mm-hmm. then finally Van Halen. So, yeah, I love that that their name their name was Genesis for a little while, and then they yeah. went into the rec- they went into the record right. store, and Alex is like, "Hey Ed, look at this." <laughs> uh, lamb lay, lies down on broadway or whatever it was that they saw and they're like uh yeah i think we need to change the name that's so cool yeah um yeah you know but the, and then they went but part of what you know oh, i'm sorry mark go ahead no good I, I was i was gonna add to what pete was saying how okay, but- the volume thing um i think uh i think some of the volume and it doesn't have to be that loud but some of the volume things lost a little bit today on, on some modern guitarists and, and they don't really know what to do with it. Um, yeah. I think, I think interaction between the guitar and an amplifier, an actual yeah. amplifier, not a modeler through a monitor or something, but an actual amplifier is a crucial part of playing guitar. It's a, it's a, a crucial part of uh, the interaction, the feedback that happens and the stuff makes yeah. uh, rock music exciting oh yeah and, absolutely. Um, and and you know that that feedback and that interaction with the guitar and i'm like i'm saying it doesn't have to be it has to be loud but not excruciatingly loud but mm-hmm. you know and then you still have that that feedback and that out of controlness and that cool you know what's going to happen kind of thing and and i think uh well playing it you know i think it's... that's missing a little bit you know like mm-hmm. I saw Lando last night, you know, and he wear you know four twelve oh, and that that sidewinder dumble and uh, and then his Fender amp at the same time, and he <laughs> knows how to work that volume control and turn on those pedals, and it's perfect. It's just you know, it's yeah, like, was a gift. Oh God, dude! It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was actually I saw a picture of that, and I was like, dude, who went to that show last night? 
Uh, I listened to the video that Doug Aldrich posted. I was going to say, Doug posted a video. Was it a Super Reverb? Super Reverb? Actually, no, he used his Fender, his signature Fender last night with the Dumble. So he had the 412 and the Dumble. That was probably the the effects. That was probably the effects amp, the the wet amp. And then uh, maybe that's what he normally does. Does that with the wet amp and then use the Dumble as the main thing. Yeah. But God, he sounded. I mean, he just phrases so beautifully and he knows how to play that stuff. But the volume is part of the. You know, it's not that loud. I mean, it's it's loud, but it's like when somebody's playing that brilliantly, you're just like, God, just it's like, just give it to me. And I always use the example of, uh, I remember seeing Steve for the first time, Steve Stevens, and he was playing three fifty one fifty stacks. You know, with or three, he had fifty one fifties in, and he had uh, six Marshall cabinets, probably because it was a fly date. I remember we were on the same bill, and I remember standing off to the side of the stage, and he had the pointed sort of somewhat sideways like he used to do remember dave yeah yeah slant them a bit yeah he had the scanning. three bottom cabs on actually the, the top ones were not on but the but yeah, yeah. slanted sideways yeah towards away from the singer yeah so right kind of somewhat in my direction yeah. where i was standing yeah. on the side of the stage watching him and i was standing or listening to him and whoever i was standing with i remember saying god i want to go out and i want to lie down on the stage in front of those cabinets <laughs> i just want to yes. go down and, and lie there and just bathe in that shit because it sounded well, so good well i'm sure we brought this up the other day do you remember uh one la amp show that you were at and i was at and and zach wild comes strolling strolling down and we we were in the metropolis room for some reason yeah or we went to the metropolis room and he and he decides to take 200 watt half stacks should link them together maybe he had a pedal was there a chorus pedal or something or did we have well he said like he came in and i was playing he goes you sound good man you got tone in your hands brother it sounds good like that and he goes, <laughs> yeah, here, yeah. Look, here here's what i do check this out and he got down on his he had a heineken and he put it actually yeah. He shared his Heineken with me. I remember that we were having the same Heineken, and he and he got down with a the co- boss chorus, and he plugged into two plexi hundred watt metropolis on ten on ten, and I played both those in in the, in the, in the hotel. hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It, it was almost goal, like right? you, you, it was almost like you were floating out on the sound waves. It yeah. was so, but it was really warm. It was good. It, it yeah. was just it was so loud and it was so <laughs> euphoric almost yeah <laughs> oh man have, have either or any of you guys have you been to the uh music china before no have you yeah I, yeah I, i've been a couple times now and it's crazy it's basically it's like nam but like four times as big basically with wow. the buildings but they have no noise limit like nam they're all like Oh yeah, I've heard it's crazy loud. Oh, it's I mean, literally like I mean it's different <laughs> than obviously being on a big stage, but like because I, I play I played over there like four or five times a day this last year, and it just like I'm just like I'm like are we allowed to be this loud? It's just like so loud. I was like this is crazy. <laughs> like the amp is I mean it, it was like a 50 watt amp on like six or something like that. This is, are, are we allowed to do this? So yeah. Wow. And, and it, but it's that way all day long. So basically, you just take breaks and go outside. I was like, I gotta wait for noise for a minute and then go back in and play again. But yeah, it's Guitar Summit in Germany that I went to recently was uh, they had the amp floor, and the whole idea was separate the amps from the rest of the show, so you could do that. So it was like, oh man, a nice show. It's a smaller show, but it's like it's really great actually. And uh, it was freaking loud down there. All the people working in the booths were like, oh, God, because they were just so <laughs> so I, I could go down and then leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Luckily, at, at Music China, uh, everyone's, like, really 
like respectful of each other. Like, you know, I'm, we're around all these other people performing and we just kind of like meet and like, Hey, what time are you playing? And he was like, I'm like, Oh, I'm at one. Oh, you're at one too. It was like, well, I'll do one thirty. You know, we just kind of work it that way. We're not all just Jam- fighting each other. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like guitar center on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. But that's cool. I'd like to go to that. So China is a place I've never been yet. So. Yeah. You were there for a while, Robert, weren't you? For like, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like a little over a week, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it's very different. <laughs> kind of like over there for like three or four days, and I think I'm ready to be home now. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Is it uh, Shanghai? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So this was the first year I got to actually we like actually went and saw Shanghai. I got to go to some places like temple, like temple looking things and stuff, and I was like, oh, this is nice because all the other time like the other time it was just straight hotel convention center hotel you know yeah yeah but yeah it's it's really cool that's cool guys i got a split um i have to go and wrap gifts and uh <laughs> so i got to duck out i got to wrap gifts and then uh i'm i'm taking my girl skating so we're going to go to the skating rink so i'm going to get in trouble nice. if i don't get out <laughs> yeah we're going ice skating yeah so. Outside downtown or where 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 at? Uh, there's a skating rink in Santa Monica. Oh, okay. it's, out, it's outdoor. That's oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, they keep nice. frozen, frozen all. It's, it's open to sometime like right around Thanksgiving, I think, and then goes all the way through till maybe like mid January. Or I wonder how something. much they spend on trying to keep it frozen. Yeah, because some days <sighs> it's, it's like be, 82 be. degrees outside, even in winter <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, know? but yeah, it's exactly. pretty cold right now. But it'll it'll be fun. Yeah, four oh, walls yeah, music says what a cop out. <laughs> hey, I did my show this morning hey, for like an hey, hour. He, wasn't, on the he wasn't supposed to be on the show, guys. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> These guys just like let Pete. me hang out. He just Thanks, popped man. in. Thanks for coming on, Pete. You bet. Yeah, thank right. you, man. Have Merry a Merry Christmas, Christmas and Happy New Year, man. Yeah, nice to see you guys. Nice to see you, Robert. Always, and uh, you guys. Uh, you guys take care. You yeah, too. Man. See you at Nam. Yeah, see you. Yeah, later, buddy. And then there were three. <laughs> That's a good album uh, by Genesis, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. I know we got a ton of questions and things in here. Um, That's a long chat going on here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I just pulled up old guys guitar vlog asks, is the Sir, new Sir load box available now? Yes. Oh, cool. It is. Or at least I saw it available. I think oh, so. nice. Cool. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, let's see, Diana Dijalia. De- oh, let me see that if I can, if I can read. Diana DeGio, uh says Wampler Pantheon sounds nice. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. It's a cool pedal. Um, I'm still waiting. I'm actually on the list for the King of Tone from Analog Man. Oh, nice. But I won't get that probably for two years. Oh, I, I keep seeing that pedal pop up. <laughs> yeah, you see it for sale. I just I see people like posting pictures of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, on their boards or something like that. I'm like, I see that pedal everywhere. So it must it's, it must be good. That supposedly it's like that's a cool pedal. It's yeah. a cool pedal. Yeah, that's what I hear. But it, 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 uh, is is that what Josh Smith uses? Is that one of his? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. What is it? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. He might be might be his like strat pedal is what he was saying. I think should be. Uh, 
So Brian McKenzie, Pete is your new amp, 20 watts or 50 watts. I don't know. We didn't get a chance to talk to him about his new amp. We don't know. Don't know. We do not know. We'll find out at NAM. I think. There's a lot of speculation. Um, Yeah, so I think I want to give away one, one more of these. Let's see. How do I do this? I don't know. You have to ask another question. I have to ask another question. Um, hmm. What was the third album Dave bought last Tuesday? <laughs> <laughs> Before noon. Anyone would know that. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, right. before before you give that away, I'd like to thank Drew, Drew Berries because he actually gave me an espresso maker. Nice. Right. He wrote Remember me. Remember on the last show I mentioned that? Yes. So Drew sent you a uh, an espresso machine. Yes, he did. And thank you. And no, I haven't. I just got it the other day and I just took it out. So I haven't got any pods yet to use in it. That's awesome. My toaster just died. If anybody wants to send me a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um we just bought another one. Just totally kidding. Um, that's so funny. All right. So actually, all right. So I'm going to go to the end of the chat here. And a, po- a question just popped in my head from the show that we had uh, with Robert Keeley. Um, Robert, when we were talking to him, mentioned that he started building, before he started building pedals, he started building something else. Can you tell us what he started building? First person who can tell us what he started building. I can't. <laughs> you don't remember? I don't know. <laughs> really? I don't remember. Okay. Dan Pfeiffer wrote, I sell toasters, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, oh, my God. Someone got it already. Marvin Brando. Amps. Huh. Yep. Robert Keeley. Amps? He was building amps before he built uh, oh, pedals. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Well, Marvin Brando, you win a, a Tone Talk metal sign. There you go. It's a desktop sign. It sits on your desk. And uh, email me at Tone Talk Mark at G- Gmail, M A R C, Tone Talk Mark at, at Gmail.com. And I'll the build. edges are a little sharp, so um, don't cut yourself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it can cut That's you. Let's do us. <laughs> <laughs> a disclaimer before you right. get this. We accept no responsibility. Okay, <laughs> no responsibility if you are dumb enough to cut yourself. <laughs> but it, it looks cool. So send me your address and I'll, I'll get this out to you. All right, cool. Um, so what else? Let's see what else. What are the questions we got? Um, so, Robert, you're going to NAM, right? Yes, sir. Uh, how many days are you going for the whole four days? Are you spending any more time out outside of those four days? Like, yeah, I think I fly out Tuesday and nice. um, doing some stuff at a studio, and then uh, Wednesday. Oh wait, no, it starts on Thursday. So uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing Wednesday then. And uh, then Thursday, I will be at Dam and kind of playing. I'm, I know I'll be by the the Friedman booth and Wampler and all that kind of stuff. To, to bug Dave, be like, Dave, what's the sweet guitar that, you know, 
So, <laughs> oh, there's going to be lots of them. Are there? I, you know what? If people keep asking me about the Metro D, and I'm like, I, I haven't played one. So, oh, there's going to be lots. Uh oh. Oh, see, that, that, that's the last ruin, thing I needed to know. Ruin you. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's what's happening. <laughs> I know, right? But that's cool. So, Dave, yeah. are you going to have performers? I think one time we talked. Yeah, said- uh, actually, we are this year. Uh, Sammy's going to perform. Uh, nice. Yeah, we, we have a stage in the in the booth um, where we can only do short performances because that's how that works for the uh, for the Nam folks, um, and they won't be very loud either for the Nam folks. Uh, but we are so. In other words, they're five ten minute performances, so they're like a two songer. On, on a stage. Uh, that'll be once a day. We'll announce that probably on our social media when that is. Um, probably also with Nam, I think. Uh, but we're going to do more in the sound room. Cool. Which will be longer stuff. So we'll do like, you know, a five, six songer, almost like we did on our clinic tour. And not only will Sammy be playing. But our other guy, David Black, will also get up and play with Sammy on some original stuff that they wrote together. Oh, cool. So it should be fun. That, that should be cool. I, I always... And Sammy was in this chat a minute ago. I meant to mention that, but we got kind of sidetracked. Sammy was on, on here. I don't know if he's still here. Um, oh. I didn't see he said hi somewhere in here. Um, so... So that'll be good. I haven't I haven't figured out exactly if that's going to be once or twice during the sound room during the day. Because I feel like the outside one is just like, well, that's only two songs, big deal. <laughs> you may as well get a. We're gonna. In other words, we're gonna squeeze a lot of people in that sound room. I think. <laughs> it's usually packed in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, so we're now we're gonna probably squeeze another twenty people in and see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I re- I think it was, was it last year? Maybe Doug Rappaport was in there playing or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the other yeah. thing, the other interesting thing, and and you can partake in this too if you'd like. What we're gonna do is we are setting it up so there's two rigs available in there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and we have tracks available, backing tracks, and so we can do spontaneous jams. Oh, cool! Well, so me, I can and- toss together any one <laughs> together. <laughs> And you can play, you know, so like, well, anyone within, within reason. I mean, not everyone. (laughs) I mean, like if Doug Rappaport (laughs) walks in or, you know, or this or that, it's like, hey, guess what? Here, boom. (laughs) Well, me and, uh, I was just talking to Tim Pierce and we were like trying to figure out where we could go to do a video together with, you know, basically two, two rigs essentially. Yeah. So. Sounds well, yeah, perfect. you could do that. In fact, uh, we could work that out. In fact, the best – I don't know. Are, do you have an exhibitor badge? Yes. Uh, if Tim has an exhibitor badge also uh, – He does. You can come earlier and do it before it starts. Like if you wanted to come, you know, like at 9.30 in the morning or something. Or yeah, something. yeah. And then, then it's all nice and quiet and we're just brewing coffee in the, in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what we were we were talking. I was like, I want you know, get there early. Not have, yeah, not, yeah, happy to do that. Yeah, let's 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 hook that up and we'll figure out a time. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that's fine. Cool. I'm gonna see Tim before then, so it's fine. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, Nam's gonna be great. 
-hmm. looking forward to it. Oh, Sammy's still here. <laughs> I was just watching your uh, videos with Henning, I think maybe last week or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Those were great. We had, uh, we had a lot of fun uh, tying him to a chair. <laughs> oh, that was hell ah! I mean, I I would have just left him there. We had a lot of fun tying him to that chair. <laughs> and when you finally we went off, uh, we made to buy multicolored duct tape so we could. Do it. <laughs> um, and then I'm, you got his mouth. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Do that. I, so I don't I'm know. Sure. I don't know what we're gonna do to him in Nam. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm sure. I'm sure Leslie probably just wanted you to leave him in there. <laughs> like, oh, thank god just, just leave him <laughs> i think i think i asked her i think i asked her i go uh i go uh are you tired of this aren't you <laughs> she goes <"Ugh."> <laughs> <laughs> she just sighed <laughs> or something i asked him something like that you know like going yeah see I, my wife uh i drive her crazy with it so i can only imagine leslie and they're helping all the time do this stuff well yeah she's doing all the video switching yeah, yeah. so have you been to his place oh uh, yeah i stayed there yeah. for about like a week uh, with him and oh, we okay. did a we did a bunch of stuff with uh Schechter. we did okay. yeah. uh some different things but yeah yeah it, it was, i mean henning's such a nice guy oh but, yeah he's pretty hard cool yeah mm -hmm. anyone if anyone out there thinks i actually uh uh, don't like him or anything like that. It, that's not true. I love him. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. So uh, you know, some people have commented, "Oh, Dave looks annoyed." I'm like, "Oh no, couldn't be further from the it was all a joke." The, the truth. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Uh, I, I no, he's a great guy. So I don't. I don't have any issues with him whatsoever. Yeah, we we did. Uh, uh, like I said, Schechter sent us. It was like twenty guitars or something. For I, I wanted to do "Sweet Child of Mine." one note at a time basically but like each of a different oh, guitar so yeah 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 so it was like ridiculous wow. but but uh we asked him was like you know can we give away a guitar and basically what hitting did was we had this like crazy long unboxing video opening up all these guitars and he hid like clues in the this like 50 minute video and in order to, to enter to win the guitar you had to find all three of these things hidden inside of this like crazy long video it's like such a jerk move to do and he's like ah oh, it's so oh. funny he showed me i don't know if it's out yet or not i have no idea but there was a giveaway for rev or something and uh i don't know if that's been posted yet so i don't want to say too much <laughs> there was some crazy submission videos that had to be oh i know what you're talking about yeah i don't know if that one has been posted yet or not but i, I know exactly know. yeah I, I was impressed that people went to such lengths to Exactly. Uh, to enter it. <laughs> it's like, can't say I would do that for a pedal, but all right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He showed, me, he showed me some of them, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, Hat, hats off to you guys. Yeah. Purple, okay, it must be out. Purple for Rev. Someone commented it. So, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so it is out. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed. So That's funny. But Good stuff. Um, there was a question here from Eric Johnson. I don't believe it's that Eric Johnson. <laughs> Dang it. Um, how long until Friedman comes out with a 100-watt amp with built-in attenuation? Seems like the obvious next step. Um, no, not with a master volume 
You don't need it, dude. Yeah, there's no point. Yeah. You really don't need it. It's only for non-master volume amps, really. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're not really getting that much out of the power section for that, so. Yeah, at least my opinion. Um, does Freeman make any small combo amps? Yeah. Yeah, sure. We make the Runt 20 combo amp. We make the pay, uh, uh, the the Pig Taco mini combo amp, which is a 10-inch speaker. We make the Dirty Shirley mini combo amp, which is a 10-inch speaker. We have a small box 50, a little bit bigger. Or of a gigging, gigging amp with a combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Dirty Shirley combo. Yeah. Uh, Rory Fan1000, do you guys think direct mounting pickups like Eddie affects tone? Absolutely. It absolutely changes the tone. Be it for the better or worse, that's your its opinion. But uh, uh, it actually totally affects... Uh, I remember when I was a kid dealing with this... Uh, it totally affects how the pickup sustains, actually. Does it? So the vi- the vibra- yeah, direct mounting the pickup, screwing it into the wood, directly correlates with the body vibrating into the pickup. It's it's like there's it, – it might have more feedback. It might have more uh, sustain to it. Huh. Um, but then at the same time, it does change the tone of it, too. So, um, so yes, it does affect it. And I've A-B that directly back and forth. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. But this was a long time ago. So, But I remember when I was pretty obsessive about that. I was, I, I was just saying, I don't know what guitars I have that are direct mount, but I guess I do have some. Well, uh, uh, the Cali is, right? Or yeah. No? <laughs> well, it depends. No, it depends on which Cali. No. Oh, really? Yeah. If it's got a bezel around it, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yours isn't, no. Yeah, mine isn't, I guess, isn't either, I guess. No. Uh, it sounds okay. good both ways. So it's not really it's it's just a little difference in how it mm-hmm. sustains yeah. and, and feeds back and how much gain there seems to be. Huh. That's cool. Yeah. I I wanna like Well try yeah, that you now. can kinda of think about it, you know, it's just like it's a more direct approach. So the, the vibrations from the body are kind of resonating into the pickup. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it totally. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. I'm just like, yeah. I guess I've never thought about that. <laughs> I mean, it does somewhat also mounted with the bezel, but it's a little different, right? Yeah, it's more like not as direct, sort of. Like the Wolfgangs have them mounted yeah. directly into the body. Um, yeah, I don't think yeah, I have those... any. I don't think I have any guitars. Uh, well, oh, actually, my Charvel is. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I had to think about that one for a minute. Let's see. Uh, ben Coombs. Who doesn't like Henning? Exactly. We all like Henning. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like Henning. <laughs> but, uh, people but, are like, oh, it talks but too much. that's okay. <laughs> Henning is a great He's player. really a good guy, and you guys shouldn't not dislike him. I mean, you don't have to watch his videos, but he's a good guy. Yeah. He's an awesome, awesome guy. So we, we love him. Henning is a uh, extremely like genuine one of a kind. <laughs> one of there you go. One of a kind. <laughs> That's funny, and he loves animals, so he's a good. He does in my book. Uh, Mark Damian Crooks asks, "When will Mike Himmel be on the show again?" Mike's welcome to come on the show. So, uh, don't know. Maybe next year, which is yeah. coming soon. Anytime. Um, we love Mike. 
All right, let's see. Uh, I'm going to go back up to make sure I catch any other questions. Um, so when you're in California, uh, you going to plan on doing anything, Robert? Anything fun? Uh, just like, like I said, just doing some stuff in the uh, in the studio, and then if I if I can, I want to stay over a little bit. And uh, you know what? I actually don't know. <laughs> that's that's the other thing. I can't I, I don't can't remember the name of the studio. Um, I'd say in LA, but I'm sure there's like a million and a half studios. What, what, what's it for? What are you doing? Uh, I'm just doing some rev stuff. They asked me about coming out there for that, so. Oh. I was I was already gonna be out there, so I was like, "Oh, shoot, yeah!" And then, like I said, I was talking to Tim, and uh, he was saying he's about uh, like an hour or so from Anaheim, I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm up here too, up mm-hmm. by Tim, and uh, so yeah, yeah, we're we're up in like well, he's in Sherman Oaks, I believe, and I'm in North Hollywood, but that's all right next to each other. So yeah, so I, I might if if I can, I want I really want to stay over and then head up there to the Thames a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. My first day I get in there on Wednesday, I would think I'm going to head down to Hollywood and just, uh, hit like the whole scene over there. The Sunset well, Strip. I'll, I'll be headed the opposite way. Yeah. I figured you're going to be there. And then on I, Thursday, I got a set up day is Wednesday for me. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. And then I'll see you Thursday morning or Wednesday night, whatever. Once I get back from the beach, um, so there was another question. How did you, um, and I can't find it on who asked mm-hmm. it, but, uh, it was for Robert. How did you get hooked up with Rev? Um, I think it was summer Nam. Uh, and it's funny. It was like, it was the one good thing that came from summer Nam. It was like the worst Nam trip ever. Uh, but I needed an amp to play a set or something. And I just happened to reach out to the Rev guys cause I had tried their stuff the winter nam before and uh they were just nice enough to let me borrow an amp and that just kind of like started the whole process you know from there on out and then later got an amp and just became friends with them and just kind of went from there you know it was just kind of uh, you know organic basically so similar to kind of what you know what's been going on with with dave and jeff and the guys at boutique and all that mm-hmm. stuff just just good dudes basically Cool. Yeah, I you know I got to check out their amps. I've I've have not heard them. They're, they're they're different, you know. The I that's, that's why I liked them so much is because it's not you know a British thing. It's kind of more American to me, anyways. Which mm. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time with tone. I'm just like it just sounds good. So <laughs> that's that, that's my only requirement for anything. So I'm sure when when Dave is watching me demo something, he's just like this guy is an idiot. <laughs> He doesn't know anything that he's talking about. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> but not at all. Um, Dave, there's a question for you. What are Dave's favorite reverb and delay pedals? Any Friedman delay reverb pedals in the works? Um, we've talked about doing delays and reverbs, but the problem with that is, uh, man, that's a hard market to compete in. You know, there's so many good ones out there. So, what do you do different? And uh, the answer is, I don't know, because I would probably make just something that sounded really great, but not uh, necessarily any different. Um, something, may- you know, I was thinking just maybe something simple that sounded really great. Um, 
But uh, we'll see about that. Uh, as far as my favorite delays, DD500 I love because it's got a really authentic model of the SDE3000 delay in it that uh, that Yoshi I know worked really hard on, and it's it's mm. a great pedal. I agree. Um, reverb. I don't use reverb very much, so um, I'm not one to do the kind of the ambient, uh, 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 you know, reverbs that have the whatever sparkle on them. <laughs> they, uh, oh, like the, the crystal effect. The, the crystal, <laughs> crystal reverbs, or anything like that. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, uh, really, uh, you know, really good sounding basic reverb. Um, it's really simple. Is the uh, Digitech Polara? That's mm. a that's a great sounding, good for plate reverbs and little halls and real simple stuff. Sounds really great. It has like some you know lexicon algorithms in it, so it sounds really good. Um, I mean, the Boss, the Boss reverb is pretty good. The big one, the the, the RV five hundred. Um, that can do a bunch of stuff. I mean, some of the Strymon reverbs are cool. I if you want to do more ambient stuff, the, the you know, to be honest, the, the Electro Harmonics Holy Grails. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Are, are, are great little reverbs, really simple one knob reverbs that are that are just sound really good. Um, I know Sammy has a Holy Grail reverb on his pedal board that he uses. Yeah, I like um, the pedal. Um. Yeah, I mean that's just mine right off the top of my head. Okay, yeah. uh, Bruno Cavera says Jerry Cantrell on Tone Talk when. I wish I could answer that. <laughs> Man, I would be tuning in for that. <laughs> I am gonna work on that. I, I loved your video you did at Sweetwater uh, we, with Jerry. Yeah, we will see. Yeah, we yeah we went. Uh, yeah, we traveled. I traveled. I happened to be. That's a long story with what went down with that. So they, they, the Sweetwater had asked me, can, "Hey, can uh, Allison Chains is playing South Bend, Indiana, and and uh, can we do like a rig walkthrough?" You know, um, and I'm like, "Okay, let me check." So anything that involves that camp has to be go through management and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and management is, uh, it's always like questions of like, well, what have they done? Can I see some of their videos? Can I do this? Can I do that? Oh, I'm not sure their video quality is good enough. Oh, I don't know. What's the rig walkthrough? Um, on and on and on. So it, this, this was going on and on and on getting closer and closer. And, and it just so happened that I was going to, I was in Detroit, so I was going to be able to, and I had time, and I was going to be able to drive to South Bend and be in the video also. So we're like um, trying to trying to get this approved, you know, trying to get this approved. And uh, and so finally, like, I get the manager on the phone, and, and, and this is on a Saturday, right? And the, I think the thing's on Tuesday or something or or something like that mm-hmm. and it's on a saturday and uh i'm like he goes yeah okay let's do it i mean this was after two weeks of going <laughs> back, back and forth and then he you know he comes and just says hey let's do it okay great cool it's approved great 
I email everyone at Sweetwater. I get a reply back on Monday. Oh, we didn't think it was going to happen, so we booked our guys to go do something else. Oh my god! <laughs> this Jeez. I was like, this was this was after like two weeks of trying to make this happen, and um, and I'm like, okay, well, really? Are you sure about this? Yeah, <laughs> really. And, and uh and so i i i like i like to, told avi at boutique amps distribution about it and he goes really wait a minute he calls him up gets 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 our guy on the phone and i'm like man really he spent two weeks trying to make this happen and you guys aren't going to do it and uh so it everything changed it did happen and uh and go. uh and i was able to drive down actually i i because I was in Detroit, I grabbed Sammy and I took him with me. Oh man! And so, so he was there in the background the whole time. So I remember we were walking in uh, to the theater, and they're sound checking, and uh, he has his cabinets off stage, you know, just mic'd up off stage, and uh, they're just blowing in the wind off stage, you know. And we, we're st- Sammy and I are standing there staring at the cabinets and kind of looking at each other, listening to what's coming out of them, just going. Man, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it really like, oh man, does that sound good? Uh, and, just uh, playing any Die Young or something like that. I I, I don't I recall what they were playing at the time, but it was just like you're listening to the cabinets going, uh huh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, awesome tone. So, yeah, that was uh, that 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 was fun. That was fun. Yeah, it was good walkthroughs. Yeah. yeah, hopefully he'll come on the show. Um, he kind of owes us. Yeah, kinda. well, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to see. We'll see. I haven't asked yet, so I'm going to see. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed. Fingers yeah. crossed. Um, let's see. Uh, how can you get an endorsement? Um, With me or well, anyone. Mail, you have some Detroit sports gear, Dave. I don't know what that means. Uh, okay. I have Dave's personal number. I'm about to give you. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can email me the answer. You can email me with, uh, you know, what, uh, what it is you're doing and what <laughs> band you might be in or what, what, whatever you're doing. And then we'll go from there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention Rowcamp mentioned this Rowcamp 56 check out Rob's channel definitely check out Rob's channel oh thank uh, you Robert Baker's channel um, he's got an awesome channel great great lessons uh, I actually you know I checked out one of your lessons recently um, it was that lick from Paul Gilbert oh yeah 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 that you were like, yeah, I was like, okay, I got to learn that. That was like, add, add to the list of things I need to learn. Yeah. That, well, Paul's a, Paul's a beast. So he is it's one, of, one of the, one of the few I can half halfway play, <laughs> but I, you did a good job. You did a good job. Uh, yeah, no, it was cool. It was a good video. So yeah, I just definitely wanted to make, make mention of that. Go subscribe to Robert Baker's channel. Oh, thank you, man. No, nah, no problem. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I know we're, uh, I don't, I don't see everything you do all the time, so uh, forgive me. But have you so uh, have you ever done some of the like Jakey Lee riffs and stuff? 
I have not. I was going to do one uh, on the Bark at the Moon because there's a way that everyone plays it, and then there's a way that Jake plays it. And then uh, another guy who I'm, I'm friends with who has a really cool channel, just Ben Eller. Uh, yeah, on yeah, here. yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. And, and he did it already. So I was like, oh, okay. He like, yeah. he kind of did the video. But yeah. But um, no, I mean, that's some of my favorite Aussie stuff. I mean, the Zach stuff is actually personally my favorite. Everyone hates me for not saying that the Rhodes era is my favorite. I was like, I don't know, man. The blonde hair well, Zach. I'm, 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 I'm going to go on record as saying that the Jakey Lee is my favorite era. Mm. So, really? <laughs> yeah. So so you guys can hate me also. Even yeah. What about uh, – did Brad Gillis play for Ozzy for the, not any yeah. albums? Yeah, but just, yeah, just he toured. He toured with him after mm-hmm. Randy died. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was cool. But uh, yeah, no, J- uh, I really I really like Jake's playing. So yeah, well, and then the Badlands and Red Dragon Cartel and all that stuff. So the new Red Dragon Cartel record. I haven't heard it. Record, the brand new record is mind-blowingly cool is it really yeah and and, and it none of it is about shredding nice there's there's no shredding on it at all that's cool and, Good riffs. Uh, it, it's Good more riffs. like really cool cool riffs lots of cool riffs like really interesting interesting stuff Trying to think if maybe maybe they've released other albums now but the one lynch mob album it came, it came out a while ago now but George had just some like monster riffs on it. I mean, there's still the shreddy solos, of course, but I just remember I was like, God, those are like that, you know, the first two Lynch Mob album style of riffs. I'm like, this is amazing. So I, you know, can always listen to to Lynch. George is still on fire. I mean, his, his album, one of my favorite albums to come out this year was, um, God, I'm looking it up because I can't remember the name of the band. I keep, I keep remembering oh, with, uh, Ultra, uh, Ultra, yeah, Ultraphonics. Mm-hmm. Really cool album. Yeah, the guy is still writing really good music, so he's a talented player. Yeah, um, one of my favorite movies for 2018 popped in my head: uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. I, I didn't see that. it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, you guys need to go see it. Just from the rock and roll experience, just to... I saw The Star is Born. Did you? Yeah. Oh, now I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Why? That was was it good? Movie. Was it yeah. really good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know. A great movie. Wait, did I, you see it? No. No. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was kind of a... Uh, it kind of just appealed to me as more like a chick flick. But it's a really, really particularly good movie. All right, I'll have to check it out. I heard it's it's yeah. sad. I heard it's sad. I've never even saw the original with Barbara Streisand. So, uh, the movie the movie is sort of sad, but I mean, there's some parts in it where you're just first of all, uh, you know, Lady Gaga steals the show as far as her acting uh, mm-hmm. is amazing, um, and uh, and her performing in it. I mean, when uh, there's one in particular scene where she's standing in a parking lot with Bradley Cooper and she just starts singing this kind of original song of hers acapella you know just her and her her and herself and her voice and nothing else and you're just like 
holy crap, is that good? Oh, wow. I mean, like, you're, you're just like listen to it and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, she's talented. So, I heard yeah. her on Howard Stern a couple times, just her and her piano. <coughs> and I was like, this woman is talented. That's for sure. So that's cool. I'll have to check it yeah. out. I, yeah. My wife, my wife went to see it. So no, I, I think she's. You know, the thing I like about her is I think she's the real deal. Uh, I mean, she writes her music. She's she's really a performer, entertainer, mm-hmm. and a fantastic singer. And she can sit down and play the piano and sing, and you're just like dumbfounded, you know. So, I mean, you know, love me or hate me after I said that, but hey, she's great. Now, now she's acting. Yeah, so. and she's good at it. That's cool. Uh, Roscoe Pico Coltrane. I love that name. You know, you know where that's from, Dave? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Dukes of Hazard, right? Dukes of Hazard. There you go. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, does, does Robert remember that? Because that's way before your time. I yeah, um, I, I've never actually seen the Dukes of who? Hazard. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, what, did that come out in like 2001 or 2002? <laughs> More like yeah, 1985. No, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. He asked. So wait, so wait. How old are you, Robert? 29. 29. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you're yeah. So my oldest daughter's twenty six. So, <laughs> oh, see, yes, I was born in eighty nine. So yeah. yeah, wow, that's amazing. Um, can could you get Paul Rivera on the show? Yeah, you... actually, I, I'd love to have Paul Rivera. In fact, I plan on reaching out to him and getting him on the show. That'd be great. Nice. Uh, and Deja Blue asked, "When will Bogner be on? Maybe, maybe coming in two thousand nineteen. We'll get." Ryan, hold on. Never know. That'll be interesting. Well, we got to get Ryan. That'll be interesting with Ryan hold. And then we also have to get Delana on from third power. Yep. We're going to do Delana also. So oh, I'll, nice. ta- I'll, I'll talk to Delana from third power when we at, at NAM. see if we can get that set up. That new uh, amp they had, the, yeah, it was cool. Kitchen, kitchen sink. Kitchen sink. That, was, that was a killer amp. Uh, was that summer name? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I hear. I hear it's a really cool amp. It's a great yeah, it was amp. Cool. Um, oh, someone also uh, said uh, have Mason from Ver. Who? Sorry, I mean, you cut oh. out there. Yeah. Uh, someone also said have Mason from Vertex on. Hmm. That should be interesting. I don't know them. Oh, you you have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> oh, okay. I Is think it- I might know it. I think I might know what you're talking about. Um, Dave, I'm curious as to why the Cali guitar neck cannot be bird's eye maple all the way through. Braxall asked. It could be. But to be honest, bird's eye is generally uh, kind of an unstable <coughs> wood. Mm-hmm. So uh, bird's eye necks are, are notoriously kind of unstable. Like all those Ernie Ball bird's eye EVH guitars, the necks go all over the place all the time. Uh, I remember that distinctly. <laughs> uh, so I've stayed away from it. So we do a bird's eye fingerboard, generally speaking, if someone wants it. Um, yeah. That's what my uh, Cali has. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. But we can do it for you if you'd like to have that neck. <laughs> Braxel, uh, he's actually, he takes uh, lessons from me. And he's uh, been talking about ordering a, a Cali. Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, 
we're talking about there's there's some there's some we're talking I'm talking about doing there's another painter guy that does some really interesting stuff that I'm friends with that um, maybe in 2019 we're talking about doing some uh, Dave's Choice guitars, so to speak. Nice. So um, uh, they'll be a little more expensive because it costs a little more to get him to do these paint jobs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I'm thinking about doing some interesting, quite quite unique things that are of my choice. Hmm. Uh, so um, it's just something we've been toying with the idea of, and I, I, I always want to get this guy involved a little bit because he does some really neat stuff. And uh, stuff you wouldn't do in, like, production, production. Um, like, like one-off kind of deals, basically? Yeah, they'd, they'd be one-off finishes and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but, but, but they would be uh, unique and interesting and, and different from what we do now. So, um, nice. Uh, like a little crazier, a little more select, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I don't think there'll be that much more, but there'll be a little bit more. Nice. I was talking to Mark earlier about how much I like the way his uh, his uh, Cali turned out. Oh yeah, that turned out great. I, yeah, it's fantastic. Well, and then uh, uh, Michael Nilsson. Well, yeah. I, I was basically like telling him, I was like, "Did you get a Cali?" After I got mine, and I was kept telling him, like, sending him pictures of the red one. I was like, "Dude, Jack Butler, Jack Butler," and just like sending him <laughs> sending him pictures and stuff. And he, he got that black one, but yeah, yeah, he um, came down. He came down uh, to the uh, shop and sat there and hemmed and hawed over a bunch of guitars. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, but the, the, he picked that one up, and that one he picked up, and he and he he tried it early on, and it was just like, "God, I really like this one." And then he tried a bunch of other ones, and he, he was close on a few other ones. And then he goes, you know what? I think I still like the first one I tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's the one who made me want to get the uh, vintage tea, you know? Yeah. So we just, we just fed into each other at that point. We're just like this whirlwind effect. But <laughs> I got vintage tea. Oh, yeah. Check out this Cali. So... <laughs> And then you also have a couple of vintage S's behind you, right? Or you did? I did, yeah. I, yeah, they're not mine. Um, I will say that one I have, this one, Dave might know. Let me grab it real quick. Ugh. That's a nice color. Here again. Whatever the pickup is, I don't know the specs on these yet. I'll know them before I do the video, but... Whatever this humbucker is, this one particular humbucker, because uh, the Cali one sounds fantastic, but whatever this one is, it has, like, crazy mojo to it. It just sounds incredible. I, I sent clips well, to Mike Wolf. I mean, that one, it's still the same humbucker. Is it? It just must be, like, the, the combination of stuff. Well, I mean, everything changes, you know? Like, so, so mm-hmm. the style of bridge that's on the guitar changes the tone, uh, the body wood. Uh, so that's an alder guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, your other guitar, I do believe is Ash. Yes. Your, your Cali. And, mm-hmm. um, and so this is an older guitar. So that's different. The bridge bent metal saddles on the, on the, on the bridge is different. It's a steel block. That's different than the Floyd. Yeah. They, 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 they definitely sound different, you know? And if that yeah. guitar was in a hard tail, it would sound different yet again. Mm. Yeah. That was when I was, uh, yeah. figuring out what you I know. wanted 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So they speak to you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I, and, and I, I, I like I, I played it, and I was like, oh god, I can't play these guitars too much because I'm like starting to fall in love with it. I was like, this humbucker because I did the uh, the gold when I got the gold pearl, I I plugged it in. I I just happened to have this guitar, and then yeah. like basically wrote the whole you know Led Zeppelin ripoff song is what it turned out being, but. <laughs> I did, wrote it right away. I was just like, ah, oh, this like whatever this humbucker is, this this combination is like it's a good combination. So yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds so, yeah. And then then there's the single coils. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the uh, I I love. But you know what? It's the what the P90 and the neck of the vintage T. As soon yeah. as I I flipped to that, I was just like, ah, oh, like there, there's the. There's the neck tone, like to beat, yeah. to beat all neck tones. But uh-huh. yeah, yeah, they they they're, they're very nice. So <laughs> that's good. But, yeah, uh, try not to buy. Try not to buy. <laughs> I, I literally, I told, I, told, I, I, I texted Jeff. I was like, all right, so how long are these guitars here for exactly? Because uh, I need to like avoid playing some of these. <laughs> but but yeah, put this one over here for a second. There we go. But yeah, they, they sound fantastic. Yeah, I think they're they're just great guitars. Grover's building great stuff. Um, there was a question earlier. Um, I can't. I can't. Oh, hey, also on that guitar too. You don't have a tone pot on the Cali too, so. Um, oh, that's the true. Tone, the tone pot will actually affect the tone, also. Uh, yeah, because uh, Casey it'll darken. Asked. It'll darken. I saw that from Casey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the same pot technically for the volume, but you you, you have a tone knob attached, also. So um, it will darken it a little bit and load it down a slightly different way. So uh, okay, is is that uh, what like on uh what's it called on the Tom Anderson's like the blower switch? I can't remember what he calls it. Blower switch bypasses like everything. Everything, right? and it's just like direct, straight out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that was the, there was an earlier question also, Dave. Someone had bought your pickups, uh, a humbucker pickup, and they asked what would be the best the pot, pot value, right? Yeah. yeah. So, well, um, I guess it depends on your guitar. Uh, I mean, uh, the pickups are kind of low enough uh, output that you really could use a 250K or a 500K. So 500K is going to be brighter. 250K is going to roll off a little top end and give you – because it rolls off the tied top end, it will accentuate the, the mid-range a little bit more. So um, either way, it depends on your guitar. Yeah. Um, both, both could be great. So. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, Braxtall – uh, your student asked, Dave, what is wrong with the Music Man JP15 Roasted Bird's Eye Maple Neck? I have one, well, and it's great. Well, roasted could be great. They didn't used to roast them, so they mm. used to be uh, really uh, – roasting will fix a lot of the issues. Uh, but generally, a bird's eye is, un- is not that stable, and older Music Man necks on those all those Ernie Ball EVH guitars and stuff, you'll find that you all constantly – Adjusting next on them. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. 
um, Michael Lenhoff says, Robert, that iconic guitar you have is badass. Yeah. You know, it's another kind of like super stratty uh, kind of guitar. It's, it's kind of funny how, uh, you know, I have a lot of super strats, but like none of them feel the same. You know, they all have kind of different, different vibes and, and feels to them. So it's a, uh, it's it actually, it has the uh, EMG retroactives, which is like the first, I think EMG pickup, I think I've ever actually liked, you know, where I was just like, Oh, these sound, sound really good. So I was pretty impressed with them. That's cool. Uh, someone asked earlier and I can't, Oh, uh, DJ, what's your recommendation on a traveling setup? Full axe and amp doesn't fit very well in a semi. Um, I will tell you I am traveling tomorrow. Um, and I'm, I bought a Steinberger. Um, I've got a tra- little travel Steinberger, the Spirit GT. And I bought the Black Star 3-watt fly amp. Yeah. And you're set. Yeah, those are good choices. You're right? Mm-hmm. Two, two really good choices to travel with. And then the, the Steinberger is really small. Boom. You're, you're set. Yeah. Uh, alternate option. BE one hundred double neck <laughs> d- double neck SG and you know you're on the plane. Yeah, he's driving a semi. Just hook up an extra trailer. Just... Right, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I w- I'm running low on energy and time. Um, how you guys doing? Give it like five more minutes. I'm yeah, fine. That good. Um. Yeah. See if there's any other questions, run through them, and then we'll wrap up because I got to leave tomorrow morning. Uh, Dave's, Dave's on that California time. Yes, I'm in <laughs> California time. Seven fifty nine here. Yeah. Uh, the Zen Master. Did Dave ever get to visit Echo Park Guitars this year? No, I haven't yet. Uh, I plan on doing that. Um, I did contact him about visiting him, uh, and I didn't. I didn't have time when I when I came in that time. Next time I'm in Detroit, I think I will. Oh, cool! Nice. Yeah. Shatter Kung Pao, thank you for thank the you. contribution, bro. Merry yeah. Christmas to you. Thank you, man. Thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, thoughts on cab IRs for IEMs from Shogun Warrior seventy four. Uh, thoughts on cab IR as well a good one <laughs> uh, I mean uh, uh, cab IRs would be great for in-air monitors I mean I, it, I well, you have to tell me more of what you're doing uh, but uh, you know there's a lot of great ones own hammer out there Celestion cab impulses um, the new Sir ones released by own hammer not own hammer sorry released by Celestion Whoops. <laughs> Misspoke there. Uh, yeah. Pete worked with them on that. Um, so oh, so they, there's Sir IR Pack uh, with various Celestian speakers that came out. Uh, it's on the Celestian website, I believe. Nice. Or the IR website. Hmm. Brian uh, Wampler was telling me about the Celestian stuff, about how good it is. Yeah, it's great. The, the the IRs from them are great. I also like the IRs from Own Hammer. Those are great also. So nice. They did a I think a BE cabinet pack. Uh that sounds really good. 
Oh, cool. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw a couple questions similar to this, so maybe we'll tackle it and maybe we'll end on this. Dave, ever consider making a tweed style amp since they are the origin of Marshall? They seem popular. And then someone asked also about, you ever think about making a box style amps? Well, I mean, like I, I had talked um, a little bit about maybe doing a vintage series of amps. Uh Vintage style lamps, but I, I don't know. We'll see if I'm going to do that or not. I I, the, I would like to do that, but maybe in a very limited quantity. Mm-hmm. And it would be more like uh, I would do something more like clone a great amp. You know, mm-hmm. like I would I would kind of go on a search for the the holy grail one and then try to clone it. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing might be a nice little video thing to do. I, I still think a um, not that this isn't the same vein of what the questions were, but I still think a non-master volume Marshall type of sixty-eight plexi kind of thing with a built-in attenuator. You know that whole yeah 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 absolutely. It's just it's just a question of um, yes, that might be possible. That would be so cool. Um, you know, yeah. that whole, the whole Eddie in a box kind of thing. Oh, that'd be yeah. cool. Um, Jim Flanagan asks, when is the mic no mo? I'll have an answer on that shortly. I don't <laughs> have an answer. I can't even answer you. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know where it is right now. I don't know where the circuit boards are. So I, 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 I will find out shortly. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I'm tired. It's been a long day. I'm sure we missed up. some. I'm sure we missed some stuff. But uh, but uh, someone asked, "Hey, uh, is how is the Ownhammer Friedman pack to the real thing?" I mean, honestly, Ownhammer does fantastic IRs. So compared to the real thing, they're great. So nice. Um, okay. Quite uh, yeah, really good. So. Cool. And someone asked about a Dumble. I know that uh, Synergy is coming out with an ODS. Yeah, ODS oh, cool. uh, module. Yes, correct. Uh, I w- yeah, I won't do a Dumble myself because I don't really really care for Dumbles that much. So I, I finally got to play one uh, after at Summer Name at Blackbird uh-huh. uh, Studios, and I was like, oh sweet, I finally get to play a Dumble. And I was just kind of like. Eh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they were all design, they were all made for individual players. Individual, yeah. So each one is very individual to the player that it was originally uh sold to. Um, yeah. so uh I've heard some pretty good ones and some ones that aren't so good. So um and I'm not really that kind of player, so you know, it's 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 not really for me. I'm more of the Marshley kind of player, so yeah, my while we were down there, my buddy picked up a a seventy six JMP while we were there and and brought it in, and we're just like, oh my god, this thing sounds amazing, you know, just yeah. that that's the that's the sound like when I think of a guitar, that's just part more what I think of like that rock sound, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Dave, if you see any other questions, let us know. Uh, well, Robert tells everybody where they can reach you. Uh, yeah, you know, I just, I have a very original and creative YouTube name, which is called Robert Baker. And <laughs> mine, I don't know where I came up with that, to be honest, but, 
it's no, really it, ingenious, ingenious. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it, it gets the point across. But um, <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's pretty much just Robert Baker on everything. You know, I, I don't have any cool like, aka known as this guy. But, <laughs> you know, P- Pantene and Dorsey. You know, so. Uh, well, but, I think they're going to be calling next. Man, I'm waiting. I'm. You got the you got the nice sheen. I, Pan- I can see. Where, where are you at, Pantene? So. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, look, everybody, have a merry Christmas yes. and uh, happy New Year. Um, we will be back on January 11th. I have to confirm it, but uh, with Zachary Vex. Oh. Um, which will be cool. And then we're at NAM right after that. So, all right. You guys have a great evening. Uh, Robert, hang on while I hang up. Um, sure. And uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Really, Thank hit you. the subscribe button, yeah. please. Thank you, everyone. And check out Robert's channel. Have a great night. Awesome.